she's a good girl. Oh, we're in free fall. Loves Jesus. Go ahead, take it away, Pat. Sing the next verse. Welcome into From the Nosebleeds. The Philadelphia Eagles are in free fall. They're crazy about Elvis. And they're probably crazy <laughs> about Elvis. I don't know. AJ Brown didn't talk about that today, although he talked about a couple other things, which are which is crazy. That is completely uniting Eagles Twitter, but we'll get into that a little later. Welcome into the show. Uh, Pat O'Leary's here. Ty's here. Uh, Vince is not here, but he's here. What's up, Vince? I, I am here in uh, in many ways besides physical. Okay, all right. I'm. Uh, does that imply you're here sexually? Like, what, what does that mean? But twenty twenty off hot. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four edition of from the news. Happy New Year is off to a the hot. Very first edition of the horny hour. Yeah, I was gonna say it's off to a hot and horny start already, baby. And guess what? Twenty twenty four with this show, we're gonna be hornier than ever. We're going to be more passionate than ever. We're going to be sexier yeah. than ever, and we're going to be we're going to be just horny in general. Um, <laughs> not only on the show, but in our personal lives as well. So, um, hey, so man, that's, that's, my wife listens to the stuff I do. What the hell is wrong with you? I mean, listen, listen, Ty. I'm and just, she's going to be laughing her ass off. <laughs> Ty, I, I'm speaking for myself. All right, I'm like I consider myself a guy that prides himself as a man of faith, and. Uh, <laughs> And there's and <laughs> as there's a fly ball to left field and Seamus is horny again, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like a bit on the show where um you know I you know, sometimes you may never put on this headset first again. Ball, I may ball, not. Seamus Seamus's horny thing is not a bit at all. As many times it's real. This is this is this is who Seamus is. The microphone in front of him or not? Uh, so you so you just think I'm perpetually horny and like I you don't are. think about anything else. Yeah. That's exactly what you are. I disagree. I think it's ninety percent horny and then like ten percent Phillies. And um, but I also, yeah, but, you're, but you're also like horny about the Phillies. I do get horny for the Phillies. Yeah, so I know? mean that's just a hundred percent horny. I will say this though: if Dave Dombrowski <laughs> wakes up from his slumber, um, <laughs> I mean, if he ever does a goddamn thing to improve the roster from last year's uh, disastrous debacle of a fucking uh, National League Championship <laughs> series in which we choked tremendously. Uh, so if he does wake up and trade sexy Castellanos away, my baseball mind would be like, don't give a fuck. That's cool. But my my horny mind would be like, oh, no, like, you know, he was hot. So well, yeah. luckily, Johan Ross unbuttons his shirt, too. So see, here's the thing. All right. If we're going to get into this b- before we talk about the uh, the disaster that is the Eagles, I like to do that too. just push things away that I really should talk about, but I just don't want to deal with it. So I'm just going to push off on the Eagles for one second and talk strategy. Yes. And just talk about Jack Johan Roas for a second. (laughs) I don't want to see that fucking garbage ever again from any Philadelphia athlete after I've witnessed so many jacked people, uh, uh, you know, show up and perform horribly despite them being jacked. I don't care how jacked this guy is. I don't care. I want him to be able to hit a baseball. I want him to be able to like, like contribute. And I don't care how jacked you are. People forget. Phillies fans forget. We had a guy named Lance Nix. This guy was a fucking powerhouse of a human being. I mean, this guy was massive. He was huge. He fucking stunk. He was fucking <laughs> insanely yeah. jacked, and he couldn't hit a baseball. So, Johan like Rojas, good for you. You look good, but let's let's hit a baseball. I feel like it's worth mentioning also that Scotty Kingery, like, immediately, like, mm-hmm. as soon as he got jacked, like, became the most useless player. Well, that was because of COVID. Yeah. And he got the vaccine, you know. And I, yeah, he yeah. got vaxxed. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is in the news again for, oh, of course, a football-related issue. Um, by the way, yeah, Pat McAfee's got to be stopped. He, we gotta stop. he didn't do anything. He's got to stop having him on that goddamn show. Yeah. 
He's an idiot. But uh, anyway, uh, let's let's get into the Eagles because, you know, it's, Damn. It, it's been a while. I It's been a while since we convened and we're off to a hot start this New Year's, a hot and horny start. But what's not so hot and horny are your Philadelphia Eagles. Well, they might be horny, but they're definitely not hot. If they're horny, they better start to get horny about uh, football and winning. <laughs> they, they better get horny for winning. I want that to become the goddamn anthem. I want Nick Sirianni's next press conference to be like, yeah, dude, like, let's get hot and horny. I want him to say that. <laughs> But hot and horny about well, what football. What about the flowers? The flowers can wait, dude. Like let's let's talk about the flowers Fuck when we're hoisting flowers, when we're hoisting a Lombardi, and God willing, it's this season. But boy, I don't think it will be. No, I mean, absolutely th- not. That was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life on Sunday. I mean, this team has no juice, and it's been that way like pretty much all season. And it's annoying because like, this this team coming into the season, we were. Full of expectations. And every single week we, we got off to, you know, we, we were able to find ways to win. We lucked into some wins. I think it's obvious at this point to say that, that we lucked into some wins, but a win's a win. Uh, but yeah. all of those deficiencies that we kept putting off have reared their ugly heads in, in, in the skid. And you know what? There have been a lot of people that say, hey, this sloppy play or this really strange play calling offensively. And this horrendous defense is going to come back and bite them eventually, including Ty. Ty. Ty has said that multiple times. And guess what? I think we all failed to listen because we, you know, we were living life to the fullest. The birds were flying high, and then they I mean, came back is, down to earth. To be fair, it is hard to bitch about a ten-win team. It is, but like we all saw, we all yeah, know yeah. sports. Yeah, we all I mean, watched like, the games and saw plenty of deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Hindsight is twenty-twenty, but when you look back at it, like. We beat the Chiefs because Marcus Vantes, or whatever, however the fuck, MVS. MVS. <laughs> there you he, go. <laughs> no, no elite wide receiver, MVS. He he dropped in a wide open touchdown, mm-hmm. and Gabe Davis and Josh Allen had a miscommunication on a route where Gabe Davis was wide open for the winning touchdown. So yeah, I mean, I thank weeks. God every day that Gabe Davis is an absolute yeah. fucking moron. Yeah. Two, two, two weeks he in fell a row, off. the Eagles. Two weeks in a row, See the Eagles there. walked away with wins that really. That championship game, he was scared. They walked away with wins they didn't really like. Can't say they didn't deserve them, but it was like that didn't feel great. I mean, I don't know. I don't even remember the last time we were here, but you know, you get blown out by the Niners, you get blown out by the Cowboys, you fucking barely, barely beat the Giants on Christmas, which it was that fucking that ruined game, my Christmas day. <laughs> that game was terrible. Like it's you can't even you couldn't even feel good about the win because they looked so bad. But we missed a couple weeks, so I'm gonna really just zone in on the Cardinals game here. But dude. Is that's one of the worst losses that I've experienced. Like, I'll tell you this. Fan. I think I think it's the worst loss that, that I remember of my lifetime regular season wise, because the whole Jonathan Gannon thing uh, coming into the link and Nick Sirianni, that dumbass, 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 loser, dumbass coach. <laughs> Always saying some dumb shit that the guy, I mean, he is literally people say diarrhea of the mouth. That guy has perpetual diarrhea of the mouth, has no idea when to shut up, has no idea. He he has no idea when to form an articulate sentence or talk about anything of relevance. And he always ends up shooting himself in the foot. When, When I heard him say about Jonathan Gannon coming into the link. Oh, uh, oh! I told him. I was like, oh, you're going to want to leave. Oh, you're not going to want to be there. I told him that. I was like, dude, you know what? I don't think Jonathan Gannon's scared of the fucking link. I don't think he's scared of you. He knows you better than most people. Uh, and, and guess what? He owned you and he outclassed you at home with a two-win fucking roster. I mean, like, dude, that is the most embarrassing loss at Lincoln Financial Three Field, points. regular season-wise, that Three I remember. 3-1. 
Whatever, dude. I mean, they're they're a fucking horrendous football team. That is the most embarrassing loss regular season that I can remember. I mean, it, it's it, and on top of that, you have all this internal trauma that that's going on that's may or may not be going on. I don't care. Listen, Marcus Hayes. Let me just get one one thing off my chest. That Marcus Hayes report. I take anything Marcus Hayes says or writes about with a with a huge grain of salt. I mean, the guy just makes shit Wait, up. Mean, I think. Does that mean that you actually believe it? Because no. you said a huge grain. Of well, salt. with a small. Whatever, dude. Like Marcus Hayes, to me, has no. How big of a grain of salt are we talking? Mar- Marcus Hayes, I-, I don't read his stories as gospel. Okay? I don't even read his stories. Yeah, he's an but idiot. I-, I see what he says, and I and I see the titles of his, you know, articles, and it's like, listen, I I don't believe that this is true. It might be true. It might not be true. Bottom line is, if AJ Brown is an issue, which I happen to do not think he is, but if AJ Brown is an issue or if he's not an issue, I think we can all agree. There is something going on in that locker room. There is some sort of disconnect happening right there. If it's the coordinators, if the players have an issue with the coordinators, if the coordinators have an issue with the players, if the head coach, who I would be shocked if he was an issue, right? If the head coach was an issue, I mean, there's something going on. I wonder if it's I mean, because dude, uh, Howie and Lurie are on the Epstein logs and they're really Oh, that really would be scared. that would be great for the show, I hate to say. <laughs> the, the vibes just couldn't be worse. Like the they just you know how like we always reference it like you always reference a team like, oh, this is like the twenty seventeen Eagles when like a team is really like a cohesive unit and they all love each other. Like yeah. this team has none of that feel. Like they don't feel like they're having fun. Like they don't look like they're having fun, that's for sure. Especially the quarterback, by the way. Especially who nobody's nobody wants to criticize him ever. But I mean the guy oh, looks like he doesn't even care. Let me let me finish my point. I was gonna say Jalen's stoicism is is great. You know, his cool common collectiveness is probably one of some games. But I'm at the point now where it's like I can't just keep watching the Eagles doing embarrassing things on the field in close games or getting blown out. And the quarterback is just sitting there, like, saying nothing. Like, I get that's not who he is, but sometimes you got to become what the people around you need as a leader because maybe the the team needs him to be the rah-rah guy. Look at, like, Tom Brady certainly wasn't sitting on the bench saying nothing during the game. He's getting in guys' faces, like, let's fucking go. Let's go out there and let's fucking win this game. Like, I'm not saying Jalen does none of that because I'm sure the TV broadcast doesn't pick it all up, but he needs to do more of it because, like, just sitting there with a dead look on your face, whether you're winning or losing, it just it's not it's not doing enough. Here's the problem with that, Vince. If because we already see that this entire team is falling apart at the seams. If yeah. of all players, if you have your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, start openly expressing himself the same way AJ Brown has been doing, the same way we've been seeing Devontae Smith doing, hell, even Slay. If we start seeing Jalen Hurts openly looking frustrated like we have, especially when Brian Johnson for some reason talks to him, I think we're going to have a – there's going to be a shit ton more questions than answers because that's the last person that you want showing well, any type of emotion whatsoever through the through every anything that they're going through right now. It's a good point, Ty. No, hold on, wait a minute. I'm talking more more about the type of emotion like – you're in a close game, so your quarterback is on the sideline clapping it up like, let's fucking go. Like, that kind of emotion. I'm not saying Jalen should be getting into it with the coaches. or Well, first of all, he does always look pissed off, so like that kind of goes out the window. But like he shouldn't be like, I don't want to see him vocally voicing displeasure in general, but I would like to see more just emotion. He just doesn't look like he has – like, especially this year. He's always been this way in general, but like 
at least last year he was grittying and shit. Like, I feel like there's none of that this year. There's just no fun in it. And, like, I get the whole job's not finished thing and he'll be happy when he wins a Super Bowl. But, like, dude, like, look like you enjoy it a little bit. But I don't even buy that that's why he's acting the way he is, that, oh, job's not finished. I mean, maybe, but maybe that's part of it. But when they pan to him just sitting alone on the bench, and it's just weird. It gives It's a bad look, in my opinion. And on top of that, the guy gives you absolutely nothing when he's asked questions. I mean, nothing. This has always been J1 Hurts. I get it. Well, he comes from the, from the, Knicks, from the, the Nick, Nick Saban, uh, MK Ultra, Nick Saban brainwashed community. That's fine. Good for him. But it's just annoying. It, it's very annoying. Like, here's the thing that people don't understand. J1 Hurts is a Philadelphia Eagle, okay? He's an Eagle. The, the the Philadelphia fans would like to see something. I mean, like, give us something, dude. I'm not saying you have to go out there and, you know, talk your shit all the time, but give us something besides the same athlete que- like answers over and over again. He's like a robot. I mean, as far as his, like, disposition on the sideline, I've always had a, had a problem with it. I mean, but especially, you're right, this year more than ever. It's just weird. I, I I feel like I need to bring something up real quick because I kind of want to let's let's start breaking this not breaking the game down but breaking this team down right now. We got to talk about the defense because that was really obvious. What horrible. defense? Yeah, I was about yeah, to say this defense, defense out there, no D. So yeah. I my the first thing I want to bring up is that the, the franchise as a whole, whoever made this decision, fucked up, and we look like a joke because what two weeks ago the Eagles made an unprecedented move. And stripped Sean Desai of his defensive coordinator responsibilities, essentially. Panic and promoted move. Matt, and, pr- and, pr- and promoted Matt Patricia. I don't know who made the move, but whoever did, this is for you. Now, we are two weeks later. The defense honestly looks worse. So it clearly was not Sean Desai's fault. And someone's head deserves to roll after that performance to the Cardinals. But now you're in a position where you can't fire anybody because you can't – listen, fuck Brian Johnson. We'll get into him after we talk about the defense. But clearly the offense wasn't the problem in that game. So you're not going to fire the offensive coordinator. But can you even fire the defensive coordinator? Because what are you going to do? Fire Matt – you can't fire Desai because he wasn't calling plays. And you can't fire Matt Patricia because what are you going to do? Fire him and be like, hey, Sean, here's your job back even though we, we embarrassed you. Well, I think Matt Patricia is going to be the defensive coordinator next season, to be right. honest with you. Oh, fuck so no. My, my I point, think he will be. Is, my point is that if you would have waited two more weeks of shitty defensive play and then fired Sean Desai, you could have slid by having Patricia as the DC for the rest of the year and not fire anybody because you could have been like, well, our defense sucks so bad because we fired the coordinator. But now, stripping Desai of his job and promoting Patricia but not firing Desai leaves you in a position where you can't fire anybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a joke. I mean, it's a joke. They put themselves in a really bad situation by doing that they when look, they did it. They look, they look like an embarrassment now. Yeah, and it's a panic pers- move. A move. Yeah, absolutely. And at least if if they had a good game against Arizona, it would have been somewhat better to to deal with. But I mean, like the defense played horrendously was, again. So that made, was that the worst defensive performance you've seen from an Eagles defense ever? Like, I don't know about ever, but it was pretty bad, dude. It's, dude, I I fail to think a few worse than that. Yeah, it was bad. I mean. The three-win Cardinals, they didn't punt once. Well, you know, it's interesting, Vince. Like, what what part of this is the defensive coordinator's fault, and what part of it is that we just don't have the guys to get it done? Because I'm starting, starting to I'm starting to lean towards personnel being an issue. Well, for defense, I mean, the way you look at it, our pass rush ain't getting home because our, our corners are ass, and they play so far off, and they've been horrible. So the, the, the pass rush ain't getting there. The, the run game, what the – 
fuck happened? Like, we got to talk about this. I'm not giving up on Jordan Davis yet, but I heard other another podcast say this, and I'm just starting to wonder, like, at what point do we start to be like, damn, maybe – not maybe. I think we're in the position where, yeah, we should have drafted Kyle Hamilton because Kyle Hamilton was a guy a lot of Eagles fans wanted. They took Jordan Davis over him, and because of the way the Eagles build the trenches up, you're like, well, that makes sense. But Kyle Hamilton is now an all-pro safety and this is a team that very that is lacking in that in that area. And on top of that, Jordan Davis has looked horrible all year. I, I just think when it comes to like, oh, we should have, could have, would have in the draft. It's like I, to me, there's no point in talking about that because I mean, they fell where they fell. Just a larger point of nothing is going right in the defense. Our our linebackers are terrible. A bunch of injuries are happening. Our safeties, our corners, our corners. We just have two old guys who are past their prime out there. I know this city has a weird fascination with hating Darius Slay, but all of the hatred he gets should be directed towards James Bradbury, who is 10 Well, Bradbury's a, a disaster. He's but, been garbage. And he's younger. But, spe- but speaking of Jordan Davis, did you see what Baldy said about him, Vince? Pat, did you see what uh, Brian Baldinger said? Nope. Todd, did you see that quote? I did. All right, so so basically, uh, Baldy, and by the way, I take him, what he says, with, with you know, with a grain of salt as well, but he said... It is clear that he is out of shape. I got to believe they find him every week. He's overweight and it shows. He's not pursuing the ball. He's nothing in the pass rush. I'm not sure why he keeps dressing. When plays are going on, he's basically walking on the field. And that's, that's not wrong. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say yeah, like he's totally overweight way. because I have seen him hustle, especially against in that Buffalo Bills game. Right. But no, that's true. I, I still think he's adjusting to the NFL in terms of the amount of length of games. Sure. Because at this point, college is basically over. Over. And he's or, facing this competition every single week. Right. Or like he's practicing for a national championship. Exactly. So like. He's not yet in in NFL football shape. Do I think he needs to shed a couple pounds? Yes. Mm-hmm. But, Vince, you said something about pass rush. Here, here's where I think you just need to have all new defensive coaches, period. Because it doesn't make – level with me, guys. Bill Belichick. First off, who is the top pass rusher on the team? Hassan Reddick. So why the fuck is he being <laughs> dropped in coverage? Um, well, it's insane every time I see him there, get dropped in coverage. Every that single is, time makes he no fucking sense. Every single time he is dropped in coverage, I scream at the top of my it lungs. It makes literally no sense well, there was whatsoever. People, I saw I saw people floating the idea out there. This is more of a conspiracy, but people were like, maybe he's being punished by Sirianni for the whole <laughs> thing on the sideline. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that too. I heard that. Uh, you know, a local radio station caller uh, presented that conspiracy theory today. Yeah, that's a load of fucking I don't, bullshit. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that yeah i don't buy that either but that would be absurd if that was true i mean if that was true like, you know because like nick nick the team is spiraling we're not in any position for you to be punishing guys for arguing with you right no now. i think it's i think it's your coordinators not knowing what to do with with the third personnel essentially yeah like yeah. it, it, it I mean, literally dude, makes no sense to fucking basically drop a guy back in coverage who was a dpoy runner-up last year that's put it this fucking way. insane the, the, put it this way when when herb in northeast philly has a better game plan for your defense than than your own defensive coordinators and your own staff we got some major issues the pass rush is such a problem right now because, like you said, Hassan Reddick is getting dropped in the coverage. Like, this, specifically the second half of this year, dude. Like, when was the last time you even fucking heard Josh Sweat's name, I feel like? Never. I, like, oh, no, like no, I, I, no, I'm not going to I'm not gonna talk shit on Josh Sweat. I'm not going to lie. He's probably been the most effective D-lineman we have. I know. Because he's not, actually, like, blowing bar. the <laughs> – I know, but he's, he's, like, the only one fucking doing anything. Like, he's blowing up I, runs every other play. Like, he is the only one actually fucking doing anything. He went D-line. through a – like a little lull a couple of weeks ago, but 
I think easily the best. Oh, yeah, it's easy to just focus on one guy when the, yeah. whole, the rest of the D-line isn't playing great and they're calling shit coverages. Best, True. I think the best D-lineman this year has been Fletcher Cox. Which is insane. I mean, that's crazy. Cox, the guy's a 1,000 years old. Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter have been our best defensive linemen. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's true. And yeah. That's not even close. Yeah. Well, And even J- even Jalen Carter, like, he's had some bonehead plays. Like, I for, was, was it against the Giants where he, he went offside? Man. I forget what the – he, he, yeah, the twelfth man penalty, and then he went. He, he failed the report. Very obviously jumped, but like he got lucky that there was a false start. Like he's been making some some plays that have pissed me off too. He's still very good. I'm not complaining about him. Well, Vince, Just like it, I, I want to pick, I want to pick your brain real quick about what you think. And we do have an uh, an audio clip of AJ Brown from today. But but first, I I, I want to get your perspective and Pat's perspective about what's going on with AJ Brown. Do you think it's being blown out of proportion by the media and also by the fan base? Like, do you think there's an issue there, like in the locker room with AJ Brown, despite what he came out today and said? Uh, my number one thing is that wide receivers are always divas, the elite ones. So you kind of have to expect it. It kind of comes with having an elite wide receiver. Um, do I think that it's a distraction? Like, I'd be lying to say not at all. He even um, admitted that it was a distraction, yeah. and he apologized to his teammates for it. Yeah, we will see what happens after this press conference today, which we'll talk about. But before that, uh, every single player, coach, whoever that was doing interviews for the Eagles was being asked about A.J. Brown's tweets, his behavior, his what he's been so to say it wasn't – it would to say it's, it's not a distraction would be a lie because yeah, every single – Associated persons being asked about it. And so Ty, it Ty when you're ready, let, let me know. And we'll we'll play that clip from today. Because I just thought, what do you want to do? You want to do Sirianni first or AJ Brown? All right, we'll do AJ first. And I don't know. People people had a lot to say about this, but go ahead. It's kind of like I don't know. Like people are like uniting over this clip, and I'm just like I, I don't see what you're seeing at all. Like I don't feel any better about it about the situation after watching him talk. But go ahead. Uh, like for the Seattle game. And we went on our own, and Nick came out and said, "Oh, I, I, I wanted uh, to try to get a flag or something, something crazy like that." Like he really made himself look like look look like a, a fool for us. I have nothing but respect for him. Like you know what I'm saying? Because not all coaches do that. You know what I'm saying? So like, bro, bro we ride with Nick. We ride with Brian. We just got to come out. We just got to play ball. That's all it is. It's just either one person messing up or something like that. And. I'm not saying that somebody's just trying to mess up, but it happened. We human, you know what I'm saying? So like, but like I said, it's highs and lows, and you see the glimpses. So that's why I'm like, but well, we right there, we right there, despite everything, despite everybody saying this, and saying that. Like we right there, and, and and we know we are, and that's the only thing that matters. That we know, we know. You can say whatever you want to say, but when the shit happens, then it's gonna be like, oh, what is going on? Oh, oh, oh. what if it don't happen? Then well, we're gonna try again. That's just what it, that's what it is, and that's what you how you have to approach life. AJ. And, like, here's the thing. I know, Ty, you had some comments about that, about what he just said right there. So let me get your take on what AJ just said in that clip. I'm getting – this is interesting because we're in an era now where players, I think, talk too much. He said more in that quote, I think, that reveals a lot of shit that's going on behind the scenes. He was talking about the last play in the Seahawks game where Jalen Hurts threw that ball up to A.J. Brown in double coverage and Jordan Love picked it off to end the game. He said they improvised the play. That's problematic for a lot of reasons. One obvious being you went against what your coaches called to you <laughs> in your headset 
You and Jalen Hurts looked at each other and said, yeah, fuck that. We doing our own thing. Right. That's a problem. It's a major problem. On, that, ma- on, uh, on many levels. That's, that's I, a serious I, problem. That's a big deal. Uh, that's a problem based off like clearly they're not trusting the offensive coaching. But I don't look at it as a problem in this aspect. I wish they would do it more because the fucking play calls are terrible. But the broader point being, it's a it's a disaster. Like what's going on here? Oh, right. They're not I, on the I same page. It, it's the an absolute is, disaster. The, the, listen, the offense coming away from that Cardinals game, the offense wasn't the problem, but it, it also was because, like, dude, can we? Let's first of all, I want to go back a couple weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, whenever it was the week after the Eagles played the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey. First of all, Nick Bosa said that they put the game plan out on how to beat the Eagles. And Christian McCaffrey went on the Manning cast and was calling out plays before they happened. The offense is too fucking predictable. He called out the quarterback draw before it even happened based off of where Dallas Goddard was lined up. I saw that. Because we are dealing with a team who at the end, I forget exactly when this came in the game, but we had first and 20 quarterback draw. First and second and 16 Three-yard loss, quarterback draw. Timeout after almost letting the, the the play clock hit zero, and then we threw a screen pass on third and nineteen. And Brian Johnson has the nerve to to say things like, "Oh, well, you know, we're just like we think we're trying to get them off guard. Like maybe they won't expect the screen pass here. Like, are, are we playing Madden, Brian? That's what are it seems like. Fuck, like, if, are, are we serious? That's not how you fucking run an offense. I don't think I would First call and, that Madden. Yeah, <laughs> for, like. First and 20 and second and 16, you're running two two quarterback draws and then a screen pass on third and 19? Like, uh, are we fucking – are we serious? So the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl this year, right? <laughs> I, I'm going to say this. I'm not – I'm pretty doom and gloom in the sense that I do not believe the Eagles have – they have like a 1% chance of winning the Super Bowl. But I will say – Anything could happen. And I'm also all in on the Sixers. Oh uh, yeah, let's go. Play the song, <laughs> Pat Bev, you know, Jolly Rancher and Bead, the whole thing. I, I love it. I was uh, about to say, does anybody want to hear Sirianni's response uh, to those three? Do plays? I actually want to hear Nick Sirianni? Ty, you know me better than that. Sure, play it. Play, play the play the song. Play the song, Ty. I mean I don't think that that's a conservative there. I mean, they're they're blitzing a bunch of gaps right there. You run in a gap scheme that has a chance to, to hit for big for big yards that we needed to get back into it. We could have thrown it there too. Uh, know we chose to go there and hey, it didn't hit um, but I think that sometimes with the gap scheme stuff that you do it, it's more of a you got to do some different things to cancel out gaps if they're if they're bringing everything out and so that's you know that's why we went that way it didn't work uh, he, he's doing all this yapping we're, we're third and what was it it's their keys yeah it's, that's tough to you're gonna have a hard time converting and we got to get ourselves in the range the wind was blowing into our face a little bit on that side um, <laughs> Uh, uh, earlier in the game, so we needed to get in better range to make sure that we took a three-point lead there, and went down and scored. Now that guy is oh, just—I oh, dis- oh, I oh. cannot stand that guy. I, I oh, just really can't. It was just a bad call. Okay, so Seamus, I, I want to say where I'm. I want to comment on Sirianni as a whole right now in this city. Um, so like, don't get me wrong; it's been horrible, and he's the head coach. He handpicked these coordinators, so that is a bit problematic right there. But I was thinking this when everyone was saying, you know, Sirianni has lost the locker room, that I really hope that's not true because I think it would be very, I guess, like shitty and like no loyalty of the team to give up on the coach after like one bad year. Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl and was fired. A couple years later. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying, like, I, 
I think it's a little fickle and ridiculous to be like, we need to get rid. Like Nick Sirianni brought us to a Super Bowl last year, guys. Like I know that this year has not been great, but like we're still going to go to the playoffs. The year is not over yet. Like despite what we all think, there's still games to be played. Like I just think that getting like calling for Nick Sirianni's job is a bit fickle. Like I I am completely in the understanding that he is not a play caller. He needs a play calling offensive coordinator that is good. Brian Johnson is not that. His guy. Uh, like uh, his guy, I agree. But like on paper, let's let's be real with it. On paper, those hires were not bad hires. We all had high hopes for them. And it Do we care about out. like what they are on paper? I mean, that's paper no, isn't reality. But, but I'm just saying, like, it's kind of like when you when you get a very good player to come to your team and then they just end up stinking. It's like you couldn't have really predicted that. Is the GM at fault for grabbing a great player? No, who could have? So I'm just and also, to say, you got to think like, he he handpicked Steichen and Gannon too. Is is and Brock, now they and, are, yeah, and yeah. Steichen has been fucking phenomenal. Well, with the I mean, Colts yeah. series got Gardner Minshew running circles around people half yeah, the Shane time. Steichen so it's like, like and they took Shane both of those guys like, away, and it's been a disaster. I know, but it's like you got to look at the good and the bad. It's like he handpicked those guys too. No, that's true. Those that's guys that, had no opportunity before. It's absolutely right, and, and they went like, to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and obviously he just he picked wrong this time. Like that's I know, but like you know. I, like I, I don't think that he's going to get fired. I don't think he should be fired yet. I think I, I, I think he's he, going to go into next season though with different coordinators, and if it's the same results, then I think he's gone, and I think he should be gone. I'll say this: if if, if we lose, if we're a one and done in the playoffs, we lose to you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or whoever. His seat should at least be hot. I think it should be I hot was, right now. I think I was he, about to say it's hot. I, now. I think he should be coaching for his job starting now, so starting this I, week. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't believe that the Eagles I, – I can't convince myself that right now the Eagles are even considering firing Nick Sirianni. Uh, I, think I, they're, just, I think they're definitely talking about it, and I think his seat's hot. I really do. I, and, and if it's I not, then it, they got problems. I say at the very most his seat is lukewarm. It's, it's warm. I don't think his seat is hot yet. I think his seat is, will deservingly be hot if they lose in the first round. And I'm not saying he should be fired, but – like you just said, Seamus, you're going to go in the next year very likely with two new coordinators. I would say th- so, a thousand percent that's going to happen. So if you run into another situation like this, then yes, he should be fired. What if what if a Harbaugh or a Belichick becomes available to the well, Philadelphia well, Eagles? I want to I want to touch on there, that a little bit. I, I do. A lot of, go ahead, Vince. Smoke around. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, there's a lot of. I'm just real quick. There's already a lot of smoke around Bill Belichick going to the Commanders, so I'm pretty much like locked in on that. I don't think I don't think Bill Belichick would come here and Jim Harbaugh. He wouldn't be at DC know. either. He would. He would. Yeah. He's getting a head coaching gig regardless. So yeah. he's going to coach in Washington. I, I fully am on board with that. Well, not on board with it. Like I'm going to like it. Just I think that's going to happen. And Jim Harbaugh. I just I I'm not interested in him. I I I, I think I'm Why? fine with because I'm happy with Nick has shown. And this might sound like a cop out because then you're like, well, what even is his job? But Nick has shown that his, he can put together a great team when he has an offensive coordinator that calls good plays. Like, he, he reminds me of Doug Peterson. They both were not play callers. They're both rah-rah guys who the team, you know, obviously, like, we don't know. Like, I guess what AJ said, you can run off that. But, like, the team likes them. They get behind them. They're loyal to them. They want to go out there and play for them. They just aren't play callers. And you saw what happened to Doug Peterson after Frank Reich left. He, he struggled to find his offensive footing. You know, he fucking hired a press tailor, and that was a big mistake. But, like, same thing kind of happened with Sirianni, where Steichen was a great play caller. The offense looked great. He left. He was replaced by a mid-play uh, caller, and now the offense has fully regressed. So, 
un- Doug Peterson never recovered from uh, the departure of Frank Reich. So you have to just hope that Nick Sirianni recovers from the loss of Shane Steichen, find someone to fill that place, and then just continues to be the locker room culture some guy. Let us not forget, Jason Kelsey said he pushed off his retirement because he loved being a part of a team coached by Nick Sirianni, the culture he built. Clearly, like, Nick Sirianni is doing something right in that way. We just need to get a good play call in here. Here's the problem, and and Vince, here's the reason why I say that the, the seat is hot for Nick Sirianni. And I'm not asking for him to get fired. I'm not one of those people that likes to fire people. I've never been that type of guy. I, right. I got Doug Peterson's back for the longest. Hell, I even got Andy Reid's back, and I was called crazy. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing. All the money is on the offensive side of the ball. For the most part, everybody predicted that the defense was going to have issues. Not to this extent, but people predicted that the defense would have issues. The offensive side of the ball should have been the side of the ball that's carrying this team, and it's not. It's disappointing. You have players frustrated, and you have players going outside of what you told them to do and is calling their own plays. That's a problem. That's a reflection of the head coach. Exactly. My question there would be, though, are they questioning what Nick's telling them or the play caller? Because the play caller is Brian Johnson. He's the one calling these plays. I know that Nick has even said it himself, but, you know, Nick has said it himself that Brian Johnson is running Nick's offense. But, like, A.J. Brown literally just said in that clip, like, he'll throw himself under the bus to protect people. So, like, you never know. So, like, I take the whole audible thing as more of an indictment on Brian Johnson than Nick Sirianni. I think it starts at the top, though. I think it starts with the head coach. I, I really do. He, he is not blameless in this because, again, he hired these guys. And I don't he, even know. Like, me and Ty were talking about this before the show. Like, what does, like, what does he even do? Like, he's, he's just – he's, he's a cheerleader when, when, the, when the team's doing yeah, well. And then he just is cringe as fuck and mid when they're losing. But Seamus, you can say cringe all you want. Clearly, what he says usually works. I mean, they turned the season around that year after the flower comment that everyone made fun of. Like his messages clearly land. It's just his he It doesn't look like they're landing right now. It doesn't look like whatever message that he's putting out there right now is landing. They just lost at home to the Cardinals, dude. The three win Cardinals. They just got like embarrassed. I feel like the problem... How is that not a reflection of the head coach as well? Like, dude, like, I'm sorry. If you lose games like that, like the Giants game, like the like, like, like the Cardinals game, and speci- it, honestly, the Jets game as well, if you want to go back a little farther, I don't think the head coach is blameless in any of that. And I think that losing to those three teams when you have an offense that is, I mean, as good on paper, like you said, on paper, as good on paper as this team is with Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. I mean, these are star players. J1 Hurts. I mean, he was a, a MVP candidate for, for a little bit there. I mean, and last year he could have won it. But, like, I'm just saying, like, that's a, that's an indictment on, on the head coach as well. Like, your your seat should be hot if you lose to the way they lost to those teams. And I even go back to the Dallas game at home that we almost lost that Dak's incompetence is the only reason why we won that game. And I could say that about a lot of games this year, man. And to me, that's a reflection of the head coach as well. I don't know. I, I No, I don't. I definitely don't disagree. I just think the players right now are questioning the play calling more than anything. Like, because I, I don't know. I, the d- defense, just they clearly just don't have the guys on defense. So, I mean. No, I, that I agree with. I think it's a there, personnel issue there. There's really nothing you can blame Nick for on that side of the ball. But, like, as far as the offense goes, he doesn't call the plays. So, I mean, like, 
I, I right, if you're not going to blame Nick Sirianni for anything, can we can we blame Howie Roseman for completely ignoring defense and then just making a panic move and acquiring a, a wash Shaq Leonard? I mean, hold like, second, hold on a second. I think I think Rosen deserves far less blame than. Both, of course you do, uh, because because what the Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are the two most to blame for this, in my humble opinion. But what they're about the, like the guy the, that's responsible for putting together a defensive personnel? And overall constructing the entire roster. Does this guy have no blame at all? I don't believe so because I mean he, he put together we, a linebacker core of skeletons, dude. Like that that's that, insane. That's and that's been our problem for like five years. And I'm not trying like, to make this a, a Howie Roseman yeah, shit it's, shit it's, show, it's but it's I mean not like a roast, but it's like, come on, man. Like, like at least like dude, like don't let like your best some of your best players from last year walk. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, some of this is also like this is what I'm saying. Like, this is a broad issue. Like, and this is an organizational issue. There, there's issues within yeah. the organization at every level, including the head coach, obviously the coordinators, and including the general manager. I mean, like Howie has done some great things. Obviously, we love Howie Roseman. He, you know, he he's done a great job overall. But like Pat said about like the defense and like the the secondary. I mean, it's just. That's been an issue with him for his entire tenure here, it seems like. Pretty much pretty much all the moves he made in the offseason and the draft and even acquiring Shaq Leonard and acquiring Kevin Byard, who both of them have not turned out to what we thought they would. Like every single move he made, people loved it. It just it hasn't it hasn't translated. It's like, do you remember when the Eagles uh, traded for, I forget if they traded for or signed Namdi Asamoah. Namdi Asamoah was the best cornerback in football by a, a country mile that year before. And then he came here, and he just clearly sucked. DeMarco who's Murray. The, is that – well, DeMarco Murray, I feel like, failed directly because of coaching. But that was you blame, yeah. do you Do you blame the GM for bringing in Namdi Asama and then Namdi Asama sucking? Or is it more like a, well, fuck, that happened and it sucks? Well, what about that's Kiko Alonso? Well, Kiko, another mistake. But that's how I feel about this Eagles season right now. Like, you brought in guys, the moves looked good, and then they just haven't panned out. Like, at the time, I just think Howie like goes back and like looks at 2017, and he was like, "Hey, listen, we won a Super Bowl with Ronald Darby back there. You know, anything could happen." Pat, Pat brought up a point about not letting some of your best guys from last year go, as far as linebackers. I might not be that negative about this year right now, but do you guys want to get negative real quick about the Eagles' future? Because Jalen Hurts signed a very big contract, and it doesn't kick in until next year, and it could so be a we, mistake. We we need to get used to the Eagles not being able to put together these monster rosters because they are not going to be able to afford it going forward. We are going to have to let go of good players because we will not be able to keep them. And that is one of the curses of the NFL because the goal is always to find your franchise quarterback. So you're saying Jalen Hurts getting paid, it means Devontae Smith is going to go somewhere become a number one wide receiver. Let me finish. The point is always that you want to draft your franchise quarterback, but – the, the problem is you need to win in that window of them still being on their rookie deal because once the quarterbacks get paid these market-breaking deals, you can't afford to put together a great roster. So last year, was our, I mean, last year was our opportunity, and they blew it. I, I, I agree because now you're not – let's be honest, we're not winning it this year, and Jalen's contract kicks in next year. So starting next year, the Eagles will probably not be able to put together these very impressive rosters unless they really nail the draft every year. So I just thought, look at the Chiefs, man. That's the way it is. The Chiefs, they get lucky and they get by because they have the best quarterback maybe of the last 50 years. I'm Tom Brady, but 
Like they have one of the best Poor quarterbacks man. of all time. They have one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and they have Ty and they have Travis Kelsey. They had Tyreek Hill, and they couldn't afford to keep him because their quarterback signed a crazy deal. That's what happens in the NFL, and that's about to happen to the Eagles, and that's kind of sad. Here's the thing, and and you got it. Listen, you guys can call me an apologist all you want, but <laughs> I I have access to all 22 tape, like I told you guys, and I I I've been hearing and I've been seeing a lot of people attack Jalen Hurts. Okay. The Cardinals played a lot of cover zero. Cover zero, for those of you that don't know, that's basically all-out pressure and everybody's covered with a man. Um, Here's where coaching comes into play. Um, Who the fuck calls all verticals on a cover zero? You need to get that ball out hot, quickly. And I'm I'm sorry, but Jalen Hurts has has over 40 touchdowns and over 4,000 yards. That puts him in elite status. I agree. Like, even with the bad coaching and his fuck-ups during the course of the season, which I will admit, he's fucked up a lot this season. Definitely. I do not think he's the biggest problem. No, no. I, I agree no. with that. Seamus just like using buzzwords. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's... <laughs> I, listen, I don't I don't think Jalen Hurts is even top top 10 in the issues no, here. He, yes, he is. Oh, I thought you were about to say not top 10 in the league. I was like, all right. Nah, that, <laughs> nah dude. I'm not going to go that far. But... Uh, He's going to give it a week next year, and if he has one pick in the first game, we'll go that far. And then also, like, Listen, like if you want to talk uh, about, like, the future of the Eagles and how it could be a little rough, we're probably going to lose Jason Kelsey this year. Yep. I mean, that's another yeah. big... I mean, dude, he hasn't... He's made some mistakes this year, too. His, but His last game in the link was likely that shitty game against the fucking Cardinals. And Fletcher Cox as well. And Fletcher Cox. Which, and Brandon Graham. Graham. And Brandon Graham. Lane, Graham. Jan- Lane Johnson. Yeah, we're, we're screwed. We're pretty hopefully, much screwed. Hopefully well, James Bradbury. So, hold on. I don't, I don't want to, like, poo-poo the fact that Jalen has 40 touchdowns. Go Flyers. Like, we we got to talk about the fact that how many of those touchdowns are just the tush-push. Oh, yeah. Like, that plays a part. From one yard out. At, that plays a part in the way I look at the numbers there because, like, let's just call it honest. Like, for, listen, play calling 100% factors in here. A thousand percent. That's why I'm not like out on Jalen and I still believe he is elite, but I, I can't lie and act like I don't think he's looked that impressive this year. Like, I don't know, man. I just haven't seen as many moments of him looking impressive. But some of that ball. is the direct result of play calling and him not being it, yes. put in the correct situations so to succeed. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's I hate to say it, man, but like I'm already thinking about next season because I actually am in that mode, and I know a lot of people aren't. I know a lot of people are still in Super Bowl mode, which is insane to me, but like, realistically, I want to see this coach, this head coach, Sirianni, who I don't particularly like. I want to like him, but like, you no, got to... don't. You've I, never even given him a chance. I, no, off. I did give him a chance. No, I gave didn't. him a chance last season. No, yes, I did. fucking did Yes, I did. He got us to the Super Bowl. I was Bro, happy The minute about he was crying in the Super Bowl, you were like, he's such a pussy. Well, like, he, he sucks. A, I hate him. Like, I mean, immediately. He is a bitch, <laughs> like, and I'm not a sicko fan like you and Vince, which you guys are. You guys have failed to criticize him for anything, so whatever. Um, that's fine. It's fine. Interesting. It's it's all good, dude. It's all good. Interesting. I don't hate the guy, though. Yes, you do. I just you think... You so clearly do. Saying he's corny... Does not mean I hate him. No, it's but you just have also cringe. said you hate him. Fuck, well, dude. I mean, I don't actually <laughs> like 10 hate minutes him. Ago. I don't actually hate the guy. But like, he, seconds ago, you called him a bitch. He's annoying. <laughs> he's annoying, dude. Like, I just don't like him as a person. That yeah, doesn't you mean hate I, him. Doesn't mean I hate him. <laughs> yes, it does. No, it doesn't. But I, dude, if he won a Super Bowl, if he wins a Super Bowl, I'll love him. Of course. <laughs> 
Hate is a strong word. But strongly dislikes. Yeah, him. and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's As why, a person. That's why I want. That's why I want the most likable head coach in the league, Bill Belichick, to come to the Eagles. <laughs> that's exactly. I know for a fact. After one press conference, if Bill Belichick ever came here, I would fucking hate him too. <laughs> Give me John so. Harbaugh. That is, kind of, that, is, that is kind of a funny concept. Going up to someone to be like, no, dude, like I don't hate you at all. Like I just really. I don't strongly like dislike you. I that's really probably what Matt like Patricia. That's probably what Matt Patricia and Slice is to each other when they made up, right? At least Matt Patricia's fun. He's fun to like look at. No, he's, he looks like a fucking moron. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it, like fun and like an entertaining. He looks like you got a heart attack at any second. Actually, he's on a. He drops he on? He's on Ozempic now, probably. So I think he's, he's on a hydroxy cut. Like Hugh Douglas. <laughs> Hugh Douglas is on hydroxycut, apparently. Or he gets paid to say that. <laughs> but Hugh's been shredding the pounds too. I've seen him on the on the X app. That sounded so weird. Not X videos, yeah, but X, right, so X the. Uh, what's your guys? So what's your, what's your guys' belief on next week for the Eagles? Should they I'm not even I'm watching. I'm very that excited game. for the Sixers. I don't think I'm watching that game. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't care what happens. You're going to have snowy weather. Devontae Smith may not play. I actually can't watch that game. I'm going to be officiating a wedding. Oh, that's right. Oh, Pat's oh, officiating oh, wait, a no, wedding. Wait. Is it a Monday night game? I think it's Sunday. Is it a Sunday? Yeah, yeah it's Sunday. I'm, I'm going to be officiating a wedding. Uh, yeah, how about that? <laughs> Father speaking Pat. Of, <laughs> speaking of Devontae Smith, can we also talk about how fucking infuriating it is that he got injured blocking on a screen? Yeah, well, he can't yeah. block, so. Well, I mean, the, the number one thing with him is, like, why is he blocking? He's like, like 30 pounds. I know. It's like they I've seen so many times where they call a fucking screen to Dallas Goddard and they have Devontae blocking. Yeah, it does. that's another issue. That's insane. You're you know it's absolutely insane. You're putting behavior. his health at risk. You know what's funny? My wife, who barely watches football, was watching it with me, and she she said this for the last couple of weeks. She's like, "Why is the skinny one blocking?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, see, I would much this rather is my see. Wife who I would, barely watches football. That's common I would sense. much rather see Dallas blocking for Devontae. Yeah, right. That makes more fucking sense. That makes sense, a lot right? more sense. Devontae shifty as fuck. Or like, AJ Brown blocking. Well, right. the only problem there is you're trying to take the attention away, so you're gonna put AJ on the other side. But where's that ghost, by the way? Like whatever happened to him? Did he just nobody signed. Him. Nobody just it's nobody signed. Of, him. I, it's kind of embarrassing want, for him. It, it kind of is. I want to I want to ask you a question, if you guys, and this is just like a general Eagles thing that I've been thinking of. So, like, obviously, Jalen Hurts scores the push push a fuck ton, and I'm sure that when Deion, we haven't heard of DeAndre Swift make any comment at all the whole year, but I'm sure there's a part of him that is like, God damn it, when he gets tackled at like the one or the two yard line. Do you think? That Jalen being, let's just call it what it is, a big, huge touchdown vulture will draw away like any free agent running back wanting to come to the Eagles? No. No, I don't think so. Because we are going to continue to have the best O-line in the league, and they're going to be rushing for 1,000 yards every year regardless. They will will not reach any incentive about touchdowns. Yeah, who gives a fuck? They're going to be rushing for 1,000 yards and getting paid other other places. And they should should be contending for a Super Bowl. Should be. You're saying who gives a fuck, but I'm sure that these running backs are thinking about the fact that, like, their numbers make or break, like, their career and their life if they're going to get another contract. Like, I'm sure that they'd prefer to get more touchdowns. Yeah, but also you have to think about the fact that people know where running backs are coming from if they're coming from the Eagles. So, like, they know that the rushing numbers might not be as gaudy. They know that, honestly, the running back might not be as good as you think. Um, because look at Miles Sanders. Like he was a thousand yard rusher last year. And Bring him back, by the way. Um, I don't think. I really don't think running backs care. 
about yeah. that. Yeah, like, I, I think they care more about their money, obviously, because there's an epidemic of running backs not getting paid, which we, that's a whole other conversation. But like, I think they relish the chance to get to come here and play because you're playing with one of the best O lines probably ever constructed. Like just, that's just, insane. Like, I'm obviously very pro tush push. I, I love it. I, I stand for it. Pause. But like, I, I would be lying if like I didn't say like it would. It does. It would get a little. Not a little. It would get very annoying. That's my inner Ike Reese, by the way. Like if if I was DeAndre Swift, I would get. Shout out Ike. Visibly, How about I would you, be boy? Visibly pissed off. Like, like I don't know, man. Like if you're on the one yard line, like run it every now and then. It doesn't need to be a tush push every fucking time. Let DeAndre Swift. Yeah, but would you rather take the hundred percent play? Pretty much, or would you rather chance it? That's a no-brainer. And I'm sorry, but with this offense, I'm not taking any chances. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I would much rather take the the pretty much surefire play because you see how many times people get stopped at the one yard line rushing. Yeah, like that's like why would you not take the hundred percent play? I agree. I think you should. That's that's just like fucking insane. Like, and also as a running back, if you're actually about the team, like you're not going to stand there and be like, why don't I get the ball? Unless you're Derrick Henry. (laughs) there's there's a difference in being selfish and like being like well what the fuck can i not get involved well then maybe you should have scored from the 10 yard line instead of getting stopped at the one all right so real quick (laughs) i don't don't know what you want me to fucking say here before we dive deeper hold on we have the most like 100 percent play in the league you're gonna use it and if they don't understand that then they don't buy in on it they can fuck off that's that's like the bottom line well i'm just saying that i'm wondering if running backs will not look at Philadelphia as an option sometimes because of that. No, I doubt it. All right, well, we do have our Pro Bowl selections. Uh, I don't even know if we want to hear it, but um, of course it's Lane Johnson, A.J. Brown, Landon Dickerson, Hassan Reddick, Jason Kelsey, and DeAndre Swift. So, congratulations. Wait, 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 wait. wait. There is a huge omission on that list. Jake Elliott deserves to be a mm-hmm. fucking all. Yeah, no, he does. Is, is one of the best kickers in the NFL, if not the best. Jalen Hurts noticeably not on that list as well. He hasn't had a very good year, so. Uh, I don't know. NBA Slime said 15 rushing touchdowns can't get a Pro Bowl QB nod? Question um, emoji? Listen, I am not. I, I'm going to come off like I'm hating the tush push. I just realized this. But, like, those touchdowns are, like, not that impressive. Like, No, nah, I know. Like, it, don't get me wrong. 15 rushing touchdowns. Is, is a great number regardless. Like, it's a historic number. But, like, with the context, you're like, well, yeah, okay. How about this? Somebody in the replies to the Eagles tweet of, you know, those the Pro Bowl selections. Listen to this, Vince. His name's at SportsFanatic39. And he says, <laughs> if this team doesn't at least make the NFC Championship again, then Nick Sirianni has to be fired. Dun, well, dun, dude, dun. Then- that dude might as well just say fire next year. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think this team's making the NFC Championship there, game. There's no fucking way that's happening. Although, should I put some money on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl? I wonder what their sure, odds are at. Odds, yeah. What are their well, odds at right now, Vince? Do you well, know offhand? I do not, but I can find out really quickly. I think they're plus 2700. Plus 2700, <laughs> I believe. Interesting. Uh, that would, I think that might have been before the Cardinals up. game. Though. Now that sounds correct, but like I, I was just no, no, wondering. No, I think, I'm saying I think that was before the Cardinals game. Oh, before the Cardinals game. Okay, think, all right. Gonna, I want to say they're around right three now. now. All right, so let me see here. If I put, um, where the fuck is it? Where are the futures? <laughs> uh, the the Eagles to win the Super Bowl is plus twelve hundred. Plus twelve. Wow, it's actually oh, going okay. down. <laughs> I found one that said plus eleven hundred. Interesting. I see. I don't even know if that's worth it. Don't know. There's some value there, I guess. 
Like if I put a thousand million dollars on there. All right, Super Bowl twenty twenty four. Okay, so you got the Niners at plus two twenty. Two twenty. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you know what's good value right now? The Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Telling you, man, if they don't win it this year, it ain't gonna happen for another thirty years. That's for sure. (laughs) They have the they have the MVP at QB. Are you kidding me? Well, the MVP is Lamar Jackson. Oh, it's actually Christian McCaffrey, but whatever. Well, I don't think Lamar Jackson well. is going to win MVP. I really don't. He is. I don't he think really he will. Is. I don't <laughs> think he should. He's winning. He's yeah, he's going to. I don't think he should. I mean, right, I don't right know what to tell you. He's going to. <laughs> I, I give it to Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson. Right, right now, right now for gambling, Lamar Jackson is minus twenty thousand. Yeah, I know. But what is Vegas now? <laughs> hey man, goddamn. That's actually kind of crazy. So if I put all right, so Eagles at plus eleven hundred. <laughs> if I put fifty bucks, it gives me six hundred dollars. So I'm naturally going to put. Let's see. <laughs> since I'm not good at math, I'm naturally going to put one hundred and fifty dollars. No, I could, I could put twenty bucks. Nice two hundred and forty hey, bills. If you, if you think it should be Josh Allen, you can get him at three plus three thousand. Well, he's clearly not going to win, but I, I think. <laughs> I th- I honestly think CMC should win, but yeah, but you got to you know. put your money where your mouth is. My mouth is in in CMC. Pause. Hey, man, pause. Seamus, what you should do is you should put a fuck ton of money on Joe Flacco to win the comeback player of the year over Demar Hamlin. Um, oh, fuck. Do you think if Demar Hamlin dies again, they'll still give it to him? What if he like <laughs> pretends to die again and then just like resurrects? Do you think? Oh, what if he ne- didn't resurrect this time? Oh no, if he actually like died. Yeah. Then he can't win comeback player of the year. But he came back the yeah. first time. So poth- always, posthumously, or however you say it. He's going to win the award poth- posthumously. <laughs> can't even say that word. About that whole situation, but are we at the point now where we can finally say, like, he's a mid player? He fucking so sucks. Fucking stupid. He's not, yeah, like, come on. Uh, James like, Seltzer said that they should name like the award snaps. after him. He's played like 10 snaps this year, hasn't he? Did he's you see like, that? I think he literally played, like, I think he started in one game, maybe. Uh, Vince, did you see that? My buddy James Seltzer said that they should name the Comeback Player of the Year award after Demar Hamlin. I would be fine with that over him winning it. Over him winning it. I All honestly, right. I honestly, more so feel bad for the Bills because they have to keep him on the roster to keep up appearances. Yeah, they have wanted to cut him probably since the day he died. Do you? Th- <laughs> <laughs> since the day he died. Oh my god. So I mean. I don't blame him either because he fucking sucks. Like he's not good at football. Yeah, no. I mean, he isn't. He never was, to be honest. Well, I mean, with to you. be to be to be fair, he is a clone. He is a clone. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I wonder where that came from, by the way. Like, like what is Deep that? State. But but like, <laughs> what is that conspiracy? Like, I don't even understand it. The, the conspiracy is Deep that right wing right wing people said that the reason why his heart stopped is because of COVID vac- the vaccine and that That's he true. actually he actually died but they didn't want to reveal to the world that the vaccine killed him so they cloned him and this has been the bible of Trump ladies and gentlemen I wonder what Aaron <laughs> Rodgers stance on that is well we already we already know <laughs> actually Wait, something else funny from around the league we should talk about is that Carson Wentz will be starting a football I'm game so excited Sunday. dude I'm so fucking excited that he's by the way real quick real quick him and Puka are gonna fucking get so many touchdowns together the Phillies odds to win the World Series plus 1100 same odds as the Eagles to win the Super That's Bowl kind of eerie so yeah. I guess you should bet on both I don't know I might throw a hundred dollars on the Twins <laughs> for a plus 2500 <laughs> see Pat I'm not sure if Nick Bosa is playing in that Rams Niners game Rams Niners game I don't, I don't he is, yeah like, he's He's not going to have any motivation. I know. I know. If anything, he's going to like softly caress Carson as he takes him down to this field. <laughs> <He's gonna, laughs> softly he's caress. Gonna, he's going to rush 
the passer, and when he gets there, he's just going to dap him up. <laughs> no, they'll do the, uh, what's the fucking, the OK symbol? That's the white power symbol. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this, 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 <laughs> Their game is on Sunday. They might get together on Saturday to commemorate the the three year anniversary. I got to stop. I got to stop looking at these MLB futures because they are totally disrespecting my man Bryce Harper at plus twelve hundred to win the MVP. Well, the MLB MLB.com put out their season predictions today, and they have Bryce Harper as the NL MVP. Yeah, how about that? But how about Ronald Acuna plus five fifty? I feel like that's well, he just won it. but he's not going to repeat. How do you know? He's just not going to. What if he steals eighty bases this time? I mean, good for him. <laughs> Ronald Acuna plus five fifty. Mookie Betts? No, man. Shohei? Top three? Shohei's oh, in front of Harper? Pitch. <laughs> yeah. Trey Turner plus twenty two hundred. Um I kinda wait, like that. Time. Before this just devolves is fully into gambling. And I know we have to wrap it up really quickly. I never uh, wrap it up. <laughs> we know. The six the Sixers, man, Pause. have been like so like the Sixers have been awesome and entertaining, and I can't believe how wrong I was preseason. Saying, well, they're a player away from contending for a championship, buddy. They, 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 they really are, and it's so funny how it always feels like the Philly teams come to play when, like, the year when you don't believe in them at all. Because I was so, I was so out on the Sixers. It's still like, extremely early, and there's plenty of time for shit to hit the fan. The funny part, though, is that absolutely. Daryl Johnston actually said this on the on the Eagles broadcast. He said, you know, when I was on the Cowboys in 95 and we won, we were complete shit. We actually had a very similar season to the Eagles that year. Ooh. <laughs> and he was like, it wouldn't surprise me if they went on a run. And I was like, one, fuck the Cowboys. Two, Darryl I don't either, really care. Don't give me fucking sweet nothings. <laughs> but Daryl either jinxed us or, or, he, or he pulled a Nostradamus. Which is possible. Maybe Daryl knows. The Maybe Daryl. Daryl da, read the script. What? Okay. Nostradamus is a um, uh, psychic. He's a hunchback. No, no, no. He's a he's like a psychic. He can predict the future. I have been seeing like little clips of people that it took the two, uh, 2012 Baltimore Ravens at the end of the season around the same time matches with this year's Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, and man. if everybody remembers, that 2012 season for the Ravens ended in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they did that for Ray well, Lewis, but I, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't, no, see, I don't it. see it either. Well, those 2012 Ravens also had Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis, and Ed Reed on the defense. This so. is true. Shout out to the Ravens for honoring Wait, Ray Lewis the other day, by the way. Uh, Ray Rice, you mean? Uh, oh, oh, was it Ray Rice? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought they honored Ray Lewis. Someone in the group chat said Ray Lewis. They, they I think you're thinking Ray of somebody Rice, talking about Deion Lewis last No, no, no. I'll pull it up. Wait, but hold on. I feel like the reason why the Sixers are so like fun to watch this year is because Maxie, with the step forward he's taken. But, oh, like, he's been phenomenal. We're, we're also witnessing the best year of Joel Embiid's career right now. Yeah. Like, and it's not even, not even close. He yeah. turned into Will. If he continues like on the trajectories that he is on, he will have the greatest offensive season by a player of all time. Imagine if we had And Jokic will still win MVP. Imagine if we hadn't hired Doc, man. Oh, man. This could have been three years ago. You wouldn't have your dartboard. Joel will become the first center since I forget who back in the 70s to three-peat as a scoring champ. Probably will. Probably will. Hold on. I forget. I'll figure it out. Keep riffing. Well, I mean, Joel Embiid's really just much, a monster. I mean, <laughs> and I hope he demands a trade, and I hope <laughs> I hope he wins a championship. Where? And, uh, Where do you want him to go? I don't know. Minnesota. Him and Rudy. <laughs> him and Rudy and uh, the, and then uh, Ant Man. I don't know. No, I think Ant Man would just come here, dude. I would. Love I that. wish that they were losing more than they actually are because they've actually come out so hot. Yep. 
I was really hoping they'd have a down year and Ant would one out. I know, dude. That Wouldn't he be perfect? Fucking, oh, my God. He's just a dog. I love him. He's a fucking dog. I love him. It's going to be interesting to see what Daryl Morey does, though, with his assets, because his assets that much. are good, uh, the le- <laughs> which is crazy. The, the first and last center to win three consecutive scoring titles was Bob McAdoo from 1973 to 1976. I remember There's watching Vince him play. useless fact of the day. Bob McAdoo. <laughs> yeah. Is but he still alive? Like that, dude, but that's impressive. Like, the Joel yeah. is, is most likely going to do that. Joel also, like... Even I'm a victim of this part, but, like, I feel like most of Philadelphia, like, we kind of just laughed it off when he said before the season, like, I've always wanted to be a distributor. I've always wanted to pass the ball. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to play like that. I've, I want to be Magic Johnson. And we were all like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. And he's come out here this year, and, like, he's he's done it. Like, Fucking no-look pass done, to Toby under the basket so last much, night was so sexy. He's become such a better passer. His his IQ has clearly gone way up. Like, he genuinely I don't, said I, those I, things, and he meant it. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think any of what you just said is true. I think he's always had it, and he just hasn't right, been okay. able to showcase sure. it because sure. he, he genuinely is just one of the smartest guys in basketball, and you can tell by the way he will literally break down a play from the Miami Heat series two years ago or three years or like or even the Raptors series, which obviously that's seared into a lot of people's brains, but he could literally, if you walked up to him today, he could break down an entire play from that series. And it's just like he's so fucking smart and then you combine him with a coach that actually puts together a team and actually like has them call actually has an offensive scheme. Yeah. Like that's Dude, just going like, to it's just going to be incredible. Don't get me wrong, the playoffs factor into these two players as a whole, but like what like now what is the go-to he does this better than him thing for Jokic over Embiid because yeah, he Jokic is a better uh, passer and playmaker but like at this point, he only averages like two more, one more assist than Joel does. Mm-hmm. They're about they're about even in rebounding. Neither is great at it, so that's that's like a draw there. Joel is clearly a better scorer, and he it's not even comparable on defense. The only thing Jokic has done better than Joel is show up in the playoffs, I guess. Like, and that sucks that Joel hasn't done it yet. But like, Joel is so much better than Joel. This is the year, isn't it, Vince? Vince, this is the year, God damn it! This is the year Joel shows up in the playoffs and takes us to a to a freaking championship. Dude, it, I, I, it just, I want it so bad because, like, Joel Embiid truly is like <clears throat> one of the greatest athletes to ever play in this city. <laughs> Excuse me, <clears throat> one of the greatest athletes to play in this city. Getting choked up. <laughs> he's choking yeah. on a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to cry. Pause. No, but like. <laughs> <laughs> on the Mount Rushmore and like it just sucks that he hasn't had that playoff moment yet because like that would really solidify him because like when you really think about it he's like the third greatest sixer of all time already behind like Dr. J and Wilt. I just want to see an NBA finals of the, oh, pist- you're just, the you're, Pistons you're, and the Spurs. You're forgetting AI bud. I'm, I'm putting I'm sorry but I put you all above AI. I think Joel's a better player. Well, I, ain't AI's in, AI, I don't AI's know if I'm there. Yeah. Joel's definitely AI. a better player is greater, but Joel is a way better player than Allen Iverson was. There's no doubt about that. There's, Embiid, there's literally zero doubt about that. Joel Embiid averages the third most points per game in NBA history right now. <laughs> yeah, Embiid is the better player than Allen Iverson. There's no doubt. You can't say I better sixer, maybe. Did he carry a team to a finals? No, that's what I'm saying. AI could By be a himself. better sixer. He could be a better sixer at this point, sure. Yeah. If you just look at... If, if, you only, if you're only concerned about the postseason, which, I mean... To be honest, you should be because that's what matters. Well, then, then what is the then argument? It's, then it's AI. Right well, because Joel Embiid's a better player than yeah, Allen he is Iverson. a better player. Yeah. But like as a sixer, 
Like I'm still putting AI yeah, over yeah, Joel well, right now. Well, that's kind of a no-brainer. The championship's loading. Impact, but like Joel is a way better player than Allen Iverson ever was. All right. Well, for the first time ever, I'm going to wrap it up, and um, I I just want to say one thing about the Philadelphia Phillies. Dave Dombrowski, wake the fuck up. I'm getting bored. I'm getting fucking bored and irritated. And by the way, all you weirdos on X that are saying, what would you do if you were Dave Dombrowski? Guess what, loser? I don't get paid to construct this goddamn roster. If you're content with running it back and losing to the fucking Diamondbacks in the championship series, then go fuck yourself. Last, last thing, last thing. Uh, everyone that's listening right now, thank you so much for all the support you showed us last year. Uh, it was a little rocky. There was a couple, you know, periods we had to take off just figuring things out with our personal lives. Happy New Year, everybody. 2024. We're gonna yeah, I got married. and um... <laughs> We're going to be getting more content out more consistently. Had a kid. So just uh, look forward to it. Should be a big year for us. Appreciate you all for listening. And by Happy the New way. Year. Welcome. In uh, on Saturday night, if you want to come join us, uh, we're going to be at a bar in either Fishtown or Maniunk <laughs> with former producer Taylor. So it's going to be a good yeah, time. Yeah. Shout out, TK. All right, love you guys. Go birds. Go All right. Birds. Yeah. Sure. You know.